Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, here to bring you another banger. And we got the general back. It's been a minute. No doubt, no doubt. What's going on with you? <laughs> oh, man, I'm just over here trying to um, get it in. But no, nah, no doubt. First off, man, I want to appreciate Spider Logue, man, for coming through and, you know, and handling this business while I was handling mine, man. Spider Logue, man, if you out there listening, man, I appreciate it, dog. Oh, yeah, man. He always come in, man, with the... Uh, you know, he, he he ready to talk about whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the spider <laughs> perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, spider come in. He's definitely going to voice his opinion on some shit. So I, I appreciate you for coming holding it down. I got to I gotta give spider the title of the most um, willingness to talk about somebody being an informant. Right, right, right. Hey, man, you know what? They need to be put on blast, though. I mean, you know, I don't like the personally just come out and in and, and, and every conversation be about Tourette's but at the same time man there's so many of them out there man you know but you got to touch on them you know yeah and uh you know he's been on T.I.'s head for a long time and a whole bunch of other guys uh but I want to start off with a, a fact check regarding um a football player that we talked about I think that would have been three episodes ago um I said he was a rookie in 2020 but that was incorrect talking about tim patrick of the denver broncos tim patrick of the denver broncos um he was a he was a rookie before 2020 and uh, that was a mistake i made because i was looking at a website that had that had his record on there so uh no disrespect to his career because dude has put in at least five or six seasons yeah, yeah. he done been in for a while like i said i remember him in utah and and um, I wasn't sure the exact date, though. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I have it here in my notes uh, what his rookie season was. But it's either 2017 or 2018, so I kind of shaved a couple years off his career. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, only thing about that is he's been in the league long enough to start getting some bread. You know, so after you're in the league four or five years, bro, the money start, you know, the even the the, the minimum is, is different, hit different. You know what I mean? But I think he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you say he had a decent contract over there, so... Hopefully, man, he can continue to do what he's doing, keep balling. You know, his pops looking down on him, you know what I mean, and and uh, continue the success. And I hope he get a super, super big one, you know, like take care of the family, make sure everybody's straight. I'm all for that. Okay, I found it here. He was actually drafted in 2018. So um, I mentioned he was drafted in 2020, so my bad on that. But he didn't play in the 2022 season because of an ACL he suffered an injury during practice. Mm. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, that's hard right there. A season-ending injury in practice. Yeah. That's now hard. I understand when Iverson said, we talking about yeah. practice? <laughs> Man, but he did yeah. sign that three-year, $30 million deal in 2021 before the injury. Okay. Um, I don't know how those football contracts go. Do you still get that money even though you missed a whole season? Or they kind of deduct some of that I now? Mean, some of it could be deducted. Some of it is guaranteed. Some of it is incentive-based, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I, I, I think he it should still be enough around in there no matter what. He should be, you know, be straight, you know. And, and not to mention they making investments and stuff like that. So, you know, he should come out cool, man. I'm proud of this kid. Yeah, some of these football um, contracts are a little funny because the money is not always guaranteed. Um, unlike baseball, when you sign a contract, you getting that money. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Regardless, yeah, the baseball hit different, yeah. But yeah, with football, I'm like, wow, if a dude and, and football is to me the most brutal sport, so that's that money should be more guaranteed than any other sport to me. You know what it should, but at the same time, Alice, we are talking about a lot of money. You know what I mean? The Lawrence Taylors and the uh, Joe Montana's. You know they didn't make that kind of bread. You know what I mean? So now, you know, I just heard Geno Smith. 
you know, went and had a couple good seasons with the Seahawks, which I'm I'm I root for Geno Smith. You know, I remember him back in in the day of West Virginia, but um, just signed a hundred and five million dollar contract. I was happy for him. Of that, I believe shit, hundred is guaranteed or. 80 or 90 is guaranteed. That's a lot of money, bro. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, you got to pay taxes and all that, but it's still some money that you can walk off with and, and kick your feet up for the rest of your life if, you know, at, after your career is over. And that's crazy money. Yeah, no doubt. We're playing a sport. Shit, no doubt, man. For half the year. Oh, well, when in football, you're only playing it for, what, four months? Yeah, I mean, you know, you <laughs> practice for more, but at the same time, I'm talking about 16 games, 18 games, man. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, man. Um, we spoke about Shanquella Robinson, the young lady that was beat up by her friends in Mexico and ended up dying as a result of those injuries and them friends lying to say that she um, overconsumed alcohol. Right, right. But haven't heard nothing, man. Yeah, we haven't heard anything, but the family had recently spoke out about they want this investigation to move forward and uh, nothing is happening thus far. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, you know, based on because it's an international situation, but murder is murder at the end of the day and if it's that easy to go somewhere else and commit a murder and get away with it i mean you you painting a bad picture because you know what i mean people like well shit let me just go kill my friend in mexico you know what i mean shit they ain't they don't give a damn do you believe that what we saw in that video was kind of planned out or was that you think uh spur of the moment he the passion type thing no i believe it was planned out for the fight not the murder so at the end of the day, man, I don't think it'll even get a murder conviction. You know what I mean? Especially not a one or two, maybe a manslaughter. But at the same time, I just believe that people should be held accountable just based on how they did her, bro. You know what I mean? If she was the type that was fighting back and just happened to lose and hit her head on the table, you know, that's a different situation. It was clearly, man, that they just dogged her out, you know, um, beat her and, and, and just kept beating her, man. And, you know, and uh, she ended up passing away from her injuries. But, um at the same time, man, they they just doing nothing. I mean, I don't know what what they can do. Um, she it was a fight. And was we, it a fight or was it just a a, a beat? It, it was. I well, can't call it a fight. Well, she can swing back. That ain't no fight, bro. The thing is, um, we don't know what happened before the camera started rolling. At some point, dude starts recording, and we don't know what if what if she took a swing at the chick first. And then she she fired back, and then he starts recording while she's re firing back. That's what I say as a lawyer. Like I'm I thinking, I was gonna say you sound great <laughs> as a defense attorney or something. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I mean, I believe personally, you can look at her action from at you know from what we did see. She ain't threw no punch. You know what I mean? And uh, barely could believe she said something slick. I believe they went out there, the whoop was gonna whoop her ass. You know anyway. Uh, for something else, could have been jealousy, could have been overdue, could have been over money, could have been over a lot of things. But at the same time, once you slap a person up or do a certain shit and they don't fight back, bro, I, I just believe that, you know, it should be over after that, you know. It just didn't seem like the injuries were severe enough that someone was going to die from it. I mean, not what we saw. That's why you say, you know, maybe she took a swing off camera. No, maybe she got, you know, beat more off camera, you know, and and uh, to get, sustain those kind of injuries. Well, the mom has been speaking out recently, Shanquella Robinson's mom, about this investigation going forward and how the United States authorities and the Mexican authorities haven't done anything. But man, for, for it seems like for the last, uh, I don't know, couple months, everyone forgot about this case. No, no doubt, and that's what kind of society we live in, unfortunately. 
Like, you know, if the topic ain't hot, no matter how bad, sad, or severe it is, if if it don't stay on the hot seat, it'll get pushed on the back burner because so much shit is always happening. But it's just unfortunately that the family, you know, had to would have to take this kind of, you know, uh, they don't actually, I mean, you know what I mean? I wouldn't recommend it, but like I said, if I was her pops, her brother, you know, y'all don't want to handle it, it's going to get handled, you know, just straight up. Yeah, um, if, if if their family's built like that, they don't need the authorities. No, no shit, because, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I, we tried to go that route. Yeah. We tried to get y'all an opportunity. Hold on, I'm finna go over here and whoop some ass myself. So, you know. No doubt. Okay, so um, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, I posted I posted a clip of a Mitchie, Slip, Mitchie Slick song, Mitchie Slick from San Diego, where the homie from Cross Atlantic had a part in it, Big Tup. Big Tup, yeah, shout and, out to Big Tup. And this had to be, uh, I don't know, maybe you know the year better than me, but we're talking about the song Won't Stop Being a Blood. I don't know if it's part one or part two, because I know Mitchie Slick did a couple of these songs. Right, right. Um, I was in the feds when that song was done. Um, and the funny part about it is I heard about the song before I even knew that I had a shout out in it. I even had a picture put up in the video. Um, homies hitting the yard. Man, y'all heard that song, Won't Stop Being a Blood? I'm like, nah, homie, nah, homie. And uh, and uh, I don't know how it dawned on me. I think Tup might have wrote me a letter or something like that and um, said if I ever get a chance, check that video out. Of course, in there, we couldn't just go to YouTube and check out, you know, shit like that, but... But it was homies coming in. I was like, damn, homie, UFG, huh? No, the homie, you, you in the video, homie. I'm like, yeah. And that's how I found out about it, you know. So I appreciate it. Okay, I, I was going to ask you, uh, you kind of answered my question, you appreciate it. But I was going to ask, and just in general, when you're sitting in the feds and you're in prison and you, you might be trying to do an appeal or you might be trying to get, you know, work on your case, and then you pop up in a gangster rap video, mm -hmm. um, certain people will feel a certain kind of way. Like, dude, I don't want to be, you know, put on blast on, on a gangster. I'm over here doing my time. Um, do people sometimes feel that way that you've experienced? Well, you know, I mean, you got to think about it and go back, you know, even before the end back in the day, second and none got a song called, um, um, damn, I forget the name of the song, but I'm in that video. Um, it's a lot of things that we did before prison. It's a lot of things we did before we caught our cases, you know, that, um, you know, don't forget my indictment had FG on the front of it. You know what I mean? So these people know who you are. They know exactly what you are. They, you classified as that no matter what you go in there and tell them to say, you know, when I get to the court, FG from Cross Atlantic, Frank FG throwing from Cross Atlantic Power Rule is, is, is in the building. You know, they know this, you know. So, and then not to mention though, when you push in that line, Alex, you ain't shying away from that, you know what I mean? Now, you're not going to tell the authorities specifically, you know, uh, yeah, I'm an active gang member. You're not doing it like that, you yeah. know what I mean? But on the flip side, though, you're never going to deny the, the 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 what it is. I mean, that's 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 what it was. So, you know, I didn't take no disrespect or didn't feel no kind of way about it because, you know, I, I felt that, uh, you know, the hood was being represented, especially at that time. You got to think, I'm in prison, full-fledged gang act active, um, so at, at that time, you know, I was happy the hood was being represented, you know, across the board like that. Do you remember where you was at when you first I was heard? at Victorville. Okay. Yeah, I was at Victorville. No, I was at Victorville when I heard that the song was out and that, you know, it was a piece about me in there. Um, you got to think, I still probably didn't hear the song till later, you know, maybe Lompoc or something, you know, before I actually heard it, you know. And uh, we didn't have access to those kind of, um, you know, devices, but... 
But uh, the homie did that. You know, Tup out there on YouTube, or Big Tup with two Ps in it. We got songs with the relatives. Tup got a catalog. It just, you know, a, a lot of people hadn't heard of him. L.A. and Compton and all that heard of him. But, you know, um, you know, so y'all check out Big Tup if y'all get a chance. And um, that song is actually kind of confirmation of just your whole story because he's saying you up in the feds because of what another nigga said, <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. He, he didn't really go into details, yeah, but we know yeah. what that means. No, nah, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like I say, the homies was very hot about that situation. You know, um, um, the first time like something like that big ha- kind of happened on the east side, you know, where somebody you know, you know, uh, set you up. So um, it, it was a very touchy situation back then, you know, still very touchy, you know? And uh, but at the same time, as you see in today, you know, with the the gunners and with all these other dudes, is the shit just ain't the same no more. Streets just ain't the same no more. You know, dudes making cutting backroom deals and you know dudes that wouldn't have did it back then. And I'm wondering if dudes always cut back, you know, because it's like now dudes are snitching and we getting video of <laughs> of dudes snitching. You did you see the video of dude in the um in 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 an interview room with the police and they got up and left after he was snitching and he touched he checked his post and shit checked his <laughs> funny shit man you know how's we getting videos on YouTube of dudes sitting in an interrogation room telling? Well, if we watch the first forty eight, which came out like I don't know years and years and years mm-hmm. ago, almost every episode. I would say for every 10 dudes in the first 48 TV show that got into an interrogation room, there might have been one dude that said, I ain't talking to none of y'all. Right. You know, so if, if you look at those numbers, I don't know, this is an unscientific analysis of using first 48, but it's like 90% of them dudes talk and only maybe 10, maybe 15, 20% say, I need my lawyer. No doubt, but at the same time, it was also a TV show, so I also believe that they might have didn't air some of the guys who refused to talk that's as true. well. That's true. That's you true. Know? We don't. So, yeah, that's yeah. What, so the number could be skewed a little bit, but at the same time, if you look at how many people going there and willing to talk, um, it could have been like this all the time. But now, with like you say, social media and paperwork that we know how to kind of find, you know, can't get it all, but we can at least we we can figure out how to get the police report. We can figure out how to get the court dockets and the plea agreements and all these things. Now, you know, it's government websites. You know, you know they didn't have uh, 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 the internet back then, so you know so much shit that's 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 privy to us to find out if a dude a rat. But in today's generation, it's almost like. Nobody, nobody give a fuck if you do the rat. You know what I mean? Or I'm also seeing that the bar to prove someone is a rat is so high that you can show them this document, this document, you can hear from this person and hear from this person, and they're still not convinced. I mean, not seem like the only way a motherfucker could be, be, be basically, um, some people won't believe him if they just come out and say it themselves. Other than that, no amount of paperwork, no judge's signature on some papers, no nothing is making these dudes, you know, believe that these dudes is really out here telling, you know, or people are taking favors because it's their favorite rapper or it's their homeboy or it's their baby daddy or, you know, they, they playing favors, dog. You know what I mean? And me, at the end of the day, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Call, you know, so... Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat if a a motherfucker rat or not. Like I said, I'm not finna sit up here and be like, well, I think he a rat, he a rat, he a rat. But if it come across my table or we talking about a certain subject and I feel that it's truth to that, ain't going to have no problem speaking on it. Yeah, so if you listen to that Big Tup song, um, do you know which version of Won't Stop Being a Blood it was or what year that song came out so I can tell the people? You know what? I mean, you Google Mitchie Slick, Won't Stop Being a Blood is definitely going to come up. I want to say it was on the... 
Um, it was a lot of people on now, so that could have been the remix. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I definitely can find out. Um, no, but if you Google Mitchie Slick Won't Stop Being a Blood, multiple yeah, songs yeah, multiple, come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I believe it's the remix. Because it took me a while to find the big tough one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, go, go check that out, y'all. Um, go tap into... One of the versions of Won't Stop Being a Blood by, by Mitchie Slick and uh, Big Tup. I think he was the last person on that particular version, on right? He's verse, the last yeah, rapper he's on the last that last rapper, I believe, on there. And he's basically just uh, confirming uh, FG story way back in, I don't know, I'm going to guess this must have been around 07. 06, 06, 07, yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, Big Tup already put this on wax. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> in you know, 06. Man. So uh, go tap in with that. But, you know, it, it made me think of something. Um, Kenny Carter, who is Bunchy Carter's little brother, Bunchy Carter being the Black Panther leader that got killed at UCLA. Mm. His his little brother just got out, Kenny Carter, after 50 years. Damn. So I pulled up a newspaper article on, on Kenny Carter's case. 1972, he caught it. And they killed the gay preacher. I don't know, five, six brothers did this. Mm. Because they was on some, you know, this dude we trying to um, lure us young kids. Right, 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 right. You know, all these guys was teenagers except for one dude. And the oldest dude who was like 23 or 24, I forget his name, but I got the newspaper clip posted on um, on the Facebook page. He ended up telling. Mm -hmm. He told on everybody. Dang. And he was the leader. And he ended up not going to prison. Kenny Carter did 50 years. So someone left me a comment saying... Hey, this snitching, it ain't new. This nah, go back yeah, decades and decades and decades. They go back decades, man. And the thing about it, like I said, is we just couldn't get the information. But back in the day when you was in the state, all it took for somebody to say you was a rat, say you wasn't right, and you was getting smashed. You know what I mean? And and now, you know, like I say, people want you to have, you know, a significant amount of documents, you know, to prove. And, you know, instead of just saying, because I said so. You know what I mean? What happened to that, bro? What happened when a stand-up motherfucker say, because I said so? You know what I mean? I don't need no paperwork. I said so. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's showing, it's, it's showing the waterdownness of what people, you know, um, feeling about it, you know, and, and I can see how, like I say, people are picking, choose, picking and choosing who they want to, oh, he a rat, but you're hanging with one over here, yeah. you know, a known one, you know what I mean? So I watch all that shit, you know. No, I pay attention to, and, you know, people criticize me for just having – Hey, if if I come off as not embracing rats, informants, snitches, confidential informants, it's because it was embedded in me by my father, my uncle, for fucking years and years and years. I just can't shake it off. And sometimes I don't want to be that person that is against violent crime being solved. But at the same time, I, it, it is ingrained in me that you just don't turn your back on people that you grew up with that that are from the same life you just don't do that even if even if i'm the minority i'm 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 gonna ride that to, to the grave man yeah but you got to look at the dynamics now you you can go to instagram and you could just look at you know when a certain person posts something about what they did uh good somebody got a you know just got a new vet you know see who likes ain't in there you know what I mean? Because usually most of the, all the homies like should be in there. They like everything else. They like when you post some jokes. They like when you post some titties. You know <laughs> what I mean? But when you do something special, you know, so you now you got homies, you know, jealous of other homies. 
back in the day, Alex, we all didn't have much. You know what I mean? So the jealousy was was wasn't seen because we all was broke. You know what I mean? So now you got homies on Instagram, you know, flossing big money, you know, and thousand dollar, two thousand dollar shoes and stuff like that, you know, and and, and and the jealousy is bred. Once the jealousy is bred, you know, and this is where the, the solid start the glue to the solidness start to unstick. You know what I mean? So now these dudes is like I say, when they get pulled over, they ain't even gotta go to jail. Police gonna give them their number. They gonna switch numbers. <laughs> Text me, woo woo woo. You know what I mean? And it, it's that simple. Back in the day, for a dude to snitch, he had to get all the way to the station, get in the interrogation room. These dudes ain't even touching the, the substation no more. You know what I mean? So it make it so convenient. They think people are not gonna find out, and in a lot of cases, people don't. You know, and 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 so since everybody is is suspected of being rat, it's it's even watering down what actually it is. So nobody's standing on nothing, you know. Oh man, they say everybody rat, man. You know, everybody. No, everybody ain't one. You know what I mean? But it's probably so many people that are Alex that they outnumber anything we talking about. You know I, I, mean? I believe that's true. I believe that. Well, the people who are rats, and the people who have no courage or or no integrity to check a rat outnumber the non-rats and the ones that carry that integrity no down then like i say you also have to understand technology you know what i mean so say if you know i run into a dude that i'm at benny Hanna's. now we know benny Hanna's got cameras in it you know what i mean but we also know they got cameras in the parking lot they also got a hundred guests with camera phones in their pockets you know dudes really i mean even a smart dude or even a gangster you got to think nowadays you know what i mean and 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 do shit different from we used to just do shit out in the wild, wild in the open, and never you never get caught. You know what I mean? Jump out in the middle of the street on me on and, and start busting. Jump back in your car. You don't even run the light. You wait for the light to change and take off. You know, never got caught. Shit is just so different now as well. You know, so with with all the technology, you know, the phones and shit. These dudes, of course, they want to call you and they want to Instagram and they want to do all this other shit and the police monitors and shit. So my basically what I'm saying is, you know, it's 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 uh. It's harder to get away than it used to be, which which make a lot of these dudes that don't want to go to jail, they're they going to roll over like that. Yeah, well, you got to be smart if you're going to try to do something and elude the police. It takes a high level of intelligence. No doubt. To do that in 20, any, in, the, in the 2000s. In the, in the years, in the, it takes a high level of intelligence, bro. And, and so you're better off. Better off not doing some of the shit. You know what I mean? You know, if it's something that you can avoid, something that you don't have to do. I mean, if you see somebody that physically did something to you or told on you and you, you, you know, you physically see him, you, I can't tell a man how to act in that situation. You know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, just on some bullshit, y'all gonna learn to cut that out or you're going to be in there telling, trying to get out. You know what I mean? You know, um, bank robbery is one of those crimes that usually happens by an individual. You don't have a crew. You know, most times you just run in and run out. But there's cameras around every bank, parking lot, inside, outside. Mm -hmm. But the bank robber still, <laughs> he still does it. He, it don't stop him. Well, know? the thing about it is cameras around everybody's homes. You know what I mean? I'm seeing video footage of dude jumping out. It seemed like every killing in Compton, all month, you know, I ain't going to say every, but a lot of killing in Compton, give it a week, somebody going to have the video. Yeah. And you're like, where the hell motherfuckers is getting this shit from? You know, you got ring doorbells, you got cameras on at the corner, you got, so now after you motherfucker do some shit, you go around the corner, okay, say, okay, they shot on this street, it's a jack-in-the-box on this corner, it's a Wendy's on the next corner. We're going to go get the footage of all the cars at that time going by, 
off that street. You know what I mean? I mean, they doing high power investigations, man, and that, you know, okay, between 210 and 215, these are the three cars that passed by at that time. We can hone in on one of them license plates or even got the the make model of the car. I mean, a vet investigation has started, you know. So, like I say, they didn't have that kind of technology back in the day, thankfully, you know what I mean? But uh, the thing about it, Alex, is this, because they do have that kind of technology, I would be a damn fool to do certain shit. You, yep. you feel what I mean? So why don't the youngsters understand that? They still out there wild. Well, you know, I, I don't I don't do crime not because I don't think I can get away with it. I, I don't do it because uh, I just don't think it's right in the first place. I ain't, no, no, I, I, I got you. But at the same time, though, say if you somewhere and you at the grocery store. And somebody just, you know, bump into you and then get aggressive and act like you bumped into them and motherfucker want to fight. Yeah. You know, maybe say maybe he's on some drugs or something. You know, you got the right to defend yourself. But at the same time, in the midst of defending yourself, I'm insulted that you tried this shit with me. So now I'm going to just try to beat the dog shit out of you. Now then turned into an assault because I ain't stopped beating your ass. You know what I mean? So I'm saying now you got the the the, the cameras in the grocery store. Back in the day when my mom was taking us to Vons, them things. If they had a camera, they wasn't turning that shit over. Wasn't no witnesses finna say nothing. I mean, it's just different. You don't even have to be doing crime. You know, sometimes you protecting yourself. You know, somebody try to rob you, you whip out your heat and blast them back. You trying to get away from that if you a felon. You know what I mean? But you'd be in the right for that. Not if you a felon. They gonna, they gonna get, try to knock both of y'all because this is what the judicial system want. That's they want correct. both of y'all ass. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, yeah, we know you you saved your own life, basically. You know what I mean? But no, nah, you... We, we we this is how the system worked. Remember the guy from Philadelphia? We never found out who he was. That shot that and killed him, dude, oh, in the yeah, liquor store. Yeah, because he came in there with a gun and robbing, and he shot that dude. Um, and then um, me and Spider talked about the uh, undercover cop that was just standing on the sidewalk in Chicago, and the dude Young tried lady. to grab her gun. Yeah, that was wild. And um, she turned around and said, "I'm gonna kill you." He said, "You're gonna have to kill he me." Said, You're gonna have to kill me. And then she said, "Watch this." And she fired on him. So, yeah, and she, all of this is caught on camera. And the sad part about that, let me go to show you what I'm talking about. It was more people talking about how much shit she was talking opposed to she could have got her, her life took in that ambush. You know, if he could have got that gun, they could have asked for the gun, could have shot her, could have lost her life. Yeah. They not, they, they, oh, she shot him, she shot. But they ain't, they ain't talking about that. They talking about how much shit she was talking. Well, she's supposed to be a professional, though. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, though, man, when you get into a heated moment and you get into, let me say you two things. Yeah. When that adrenaline get to flowing, you know what I mean? When she realized what she had to do, this dude that made her shoot him, and she a female, bro. You know what I mean? Well, I, I give you that, that one. shit in like that. But she, she should have said, maybe because she's a woman and she got emotional, but she should have said, call the paramedics. He needs, uh, he needs a doctor. He needs medical attention. She's just like, I told you. Damn, I was gonna yeah, kill your yeah. ass. Like, <laughs> she was cursing the dead yeah, man out. She was talking shit. I didn't think he was gonna die. Though, the way she was talking, I thought he might have had some wounds. Were, uh, but shit, he, he he checked out. Yeah, man. He um, she got him. She got you him. You ain't heard nothing back about the guy who shot the guy in the restaurant who came and robbed him in the restaurant. Did he get away too? So far, yeah, yeah. So yeah. far, um, they they convened a grand jury, or they were gonna plan a grand jury to decide if if he should be charged because. They, here's the crazy thing about that shooting that happened in, um, that was Texas, right? That was Texas, yeah. Okay. Most people are saying the first four shots were perfectly legal. Right. It's the next four that were overkill. Right. But again, my question is if the first four were, were legit and he probably died from those four, first four, what does it matter, bullet five, six, seven, eight? 
Eight. Was it nine or eight? Eight. Yeah, eight. eight. And I think one of them was kind of like shoulder, head. I um, mean, you really can't see where the bullets land. Um, they they got a lightweight point, but at the same time, that's 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 the sad part about it, man. Is is you have to be totally thinking even to justify protecting yourself. That's some bullshit, you know. And don't get me wrong, like I said, if the first four that the first that don't mean the first four knocked him down, though. It could have knocked him down, but that don't mean it, he it was over with. Well, well that's what his family will say. Yeah, we don't no know doubt. if he died yeah, from he those first. Yeah. But did do you know if they even identified the, the gentleman who did the shoot? I haven't even seen okay, his, his name seen being published. Yeah, nah. Yeah. So and, and I'm I, I was looking up for the guy in Philly. <laughs> the guy in Philly ain't nothing happened about him either. Um, he shot and killed the dude in the store. But yeah, man, all this stuff gets captured on camera. It's almost impossible to do a shooting and it not be on camera. Um, if you out in the street somewhere, especially like L.A., there's cameras everywhere. No doubt, but the the reason some of these dudes is getting away out here nowadays, Alice, because they truly don't give a fuck. See, the person who give a fuck, them the dudes who's who getting caught up because they had too many attachments to them. You know, it's just like to say if most of the, like I had a car since I was 16 years old, bro. I always got a car registered to me or my dad. You know what I mean? So when me and the homies jump in the car, if the homies jump out and run or we all jump out and run, guess who it's tracing back to? You know what I mean? So these are the situations. The dude who don't got a, a car, who don't got a job, who don't do this, all he got is a pistol. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's some dope. You know what I mean? Bro, he can get away. You know, but anybody car he jump in with, say, take me to McDonald's, then something pop off and he jump out and do his thing person with the car, person with the license plate, now he's put in the position, you know what I mean? You know, and and, and, and this is how some of this shit, so the dude in the car is saying this, Alice, hold on, bro, you asked me to take you to McDonald's. I didn't even know you had the heat on. <laughs> and you jump out and knock some shit down, even if somebody was tripping on y'all, you jumped out and knocked some shit down out of my car. Police don't know who you are. It's all on my shoulders now. So some of these dudes get to the station saying, why should I do a life sentence? When this dude just told me, asked me, the homie just asked me to take him to McDonald's. Didn't say he had a gun or none of that shit. Now it's a murder and it's on my shoulders. They don't know who the hell he is. You got to make a decision. You know what I mean? The decision started off with, I don't let, I don't let niggas get in my car. You know what well, I mean? At least but, the law is in your favor now because of the felony murder rule is not, it's not imposed like it used to be at, you know, they, they have to prove that you were, privy to what this guy was going to do ahead of time but how can you prove you know you got to also prove that you wasn't and then not to mention that yeah you might not get the the life sentence that don't mean they still won't give you 15 well th that doesn't mean they're not going to try to charge you too no doubt that's the part that's the sad part about it what they're going to say is gang members not a gang member and his cousin not a gang member and his you know you got to fight for your freedom on on that you one fight most for of the time on that, yeah you know so but my but my whole point is this is how the dudes is getting away that's really putting the work in because a lot of them don't got shit to lose you know what i mean a lot of them don't got shit to you know what i mean as far as the, they situation they set up you know what i mean ain't shit in their name ain't you know <laughs> what i mean so it's hard to you know so that's my point now earlier you mentioned that you were you was also mentioned in a song by a second to none 
Do you remember what year that was? No, that was a didn't mean to turn you on. Okay, didn't mean to turn you on. Yeah, 90, yeah. 1994. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I was shooting dice in that video. As a matter of fact, the homegirl, what made me even think of it, the homegirl had posted the video not too long ago, a piece of it. And I hit her, I said, you know, that's me shooting dice right there in the green shirt, right? She was like, hell no. I was like, shit, man, well, you know, I've been fuck with the homies a long time. You know, KK and D, man, when they came out with uh, DJ Quick, man, they they was hot. You know, that sound was, sound was hot. So is is KK and Gangster D from the east side of Compton? From, yeah, yeah, no, they from uh, that's the west side, like the Fruit Town Treetop. You know, they they off that side. You know. Okay, so this this one um website says they're affiliated with Elm. Yeah, uh, uh D from Elm. They both might they both might be from Elm, but you gotta understand, Quick was out of trees. Yeah. So when I met them, they was doing they was under Quick. They was under Quick. So that video and all that was over there on the, on the west side, over there in Cedar Block. You know what I mean, Treetop. But you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, 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 so originally they're from they, the east they're side. They're from the east side, really. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so we can tap in. We, we can pull that video up and uh, check you out in that 1994. Damn, what's that? 20, Man. 20 uh, almost 30 years ago, actually, huh? No doubt. Green shirt, <laughs> shooting dice. And the cold funny part about that video is, you know, they like, well, look, we're going to shoot this scene. Y'all going to be shooting dice, you know, blah, blah, blah. So while they shooting a the video, you know, sometimes you take, take, you know, run it again, run it again. I really got the dice game kicked off. We really shooting dice. Like, it, you know, it's fuck a the real video. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look on the video, you can see I'm focused on my bread, you know, focused on, you know, shooting them dice, man, and shit. But it was a, a cool experience. And I still fuck with KK. I just talked to KK not too long ago. He got some new music out. So second to none, do have some new music out. Tap in with him and check that out, man. Damn, second to none. I mean, they they 30 years in the game. Shit, man, no doubt, man. But, you know, they still pumping out some cool, you know. Quick used to have them be Quick had the sound. Quick had the sound probably until maybe Warren G and them came with the G-Funk uh, era music. But, man, they had them sounds, man. They had them sounds coming up back then. Do you remember uh, who you were shooting dice with in that video? Shit, I don't know, man. And where I they don't. were from? <laughs> I, I knew they were some cedars and some elms and some and some trees, but I, I can't say for what particular homies they was for sure. Okay, damn, yeah. that's that's some classic. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to call KK man and ask him who was all who was in that video. Man, that was a long time ago, man. Uh, I'm definitely gonna um, tap in at that video. Uh, anybody can go on YouTube and, and find it. I didn't mean to turn you on. That's 1994, Second to None by Gangsta D and KK. So, man, you 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 were you're mentioned in the Mitchie Slick. You were in this video. Um, do you ever think like if if I didn't get sidetracked on some other stuff and then have to sit down for this amount of time, like all the things and all the ideas and all the the plans that you could have put into motion losing almost a decade? Well, you know, I had the nightclub business pretty going well for me, Alex. You know what I mean? I had got out the game and was doing the nightclub thing, you know. Like I had mentioned, when I had the Red Velvet, you know, Terry Carter and, and Wacko and Chip, and them, they had Short Chop, you know, as an artist back then. On I remember heavyweight. Short yeah, Chop. Terry yeah. Carter had heavyweight records. and You know, so the homies would, you know, come through with artists, and I was really cutting my teeth into the – to the nightclub business. I really believe, Alex, had I not have left, I really could have, you know, did something bigger in it, you know, and, and, and been successful, no doubt. You know, I was already making the money, you know what I mean? I just needed to, you know, keep keep pushing, you know. What's crazy is I, I've been to the um to that club on Wilshire, off of Wilshire, I think Westmoreland. Westmoreland. West, yeah, 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 the Monte Cristo. The Monte yeah, Cristo. Yeah. Um, I, went, I went there one night. I, I was like, damn, this club is off the chain. I, I remember Jim Brown was in there one night. Mm. Also, um, Urkel, 
uh, I forget his real name. Uh, I had a couple too many drinks that night, and I went up to Urkel <laughs> and, and started, you know, talking his Urkel stuff, and yeah, I could yeah. tell he was annoyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Urkel, if you tapped in, man, I apologize. We were at the Monte Cristo, yeah. and uh, I was like, man, it's a hell of a club. I remember, like, you had to kind of go upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't be too drunk coming down. <laughs> You'll fall down. Them. But, yeah, we had a good time at the Monte Cristo, man, and... Uh, um, so I had a few art, like I said, I had a few artists come up there. Bobby Valentino came up there and performed for me one night, and you know it, I had a good thing going, Alex, and that's a part of it, man. That you know when you go do that time, you know because a motherfucker, you know, no matter how you go do it, you know, I think it hurt more than when a motherfucker, you know, set you up and you know knock you down. But you lose not only time in your life, you lose opportunities. No doubt, you know what I mean? Because the opportunities and the shit I had lined up at that moment. Could have been my million dollar opportunities. Could have got me over to hump to where, you know what I mean? Like I say, you know, I could have secured a lot of money for the family and kids and, you know, things of that nature. And when shit like that happened, um, when shit like that happens, um, it hurt even more, bro. You know, and, and when I got locked up, I had my wife going up there working the door. I had the homie bus stopping them going up there to try to make sure shit was kind of running straight. But without the general homie, it just wasn't going to run like it needed to run because when you're dealing with a nightclub in L.A., man, don't forget, man, you're dealing with, you know, uh, I'm, I never forget the homie asked me, could he do a uh, a repass up there? He said, if I'm going to do it in the daytime, I said, look, bro, I got the club later on tonight. So I got to have the family gone before I start having the, the customers come in. You know what I mean? Because that's how, you know, I got to get my money. He's from Harlem 30s. And uh, they had the repass up there, man. And they was up there pretty much like, you know, they was hard on 30s, huh? You know, banged out. They lost a loved one, you know. And I, it, it, the time was coming for the club to open, you know. And it's hard to put people, aunties and shit out. And you know what I mean? I'm like, homie, you know, they got the, the homie on the T-shirts, you know what I mean? You know, and I kind of try, was trying to run a pretty strict program with the dress code, you know what I mean? And it's things of that nature, you know, that, 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 you know, gang members are coming up there drunk and having a party and you know what I mean? I never forget some dude jumped out. I mean, we, you, we got into a couple fights that, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do in LA, you know what I mean? Because you dealing with LA, you know, gangsters, killers, drug dealers, robbers, bank robbers, you know, everybody want to get their money, however they get it, then come to the nightclub and have a good time. But, um, but, but outside of that though, bros, it was, I saw a lot of smiles on people's faces. I made money, man, and I felt that I was given a, a, a situation where people can come let their hair down. You know what I mean? And but I, I really believe if I wouldn't have left Alex, I could have owned one right now. You know, let other people rent out nights. You know, get the bar money, been successful, bro. Hey, man, that bar money is crazy. I just told myself the other day, I'm never buying a drink in a bar again because <laughs> I paid twenty dollars yeah, for I a to drink. Stop myself, yeah, yeah. It's not that like I, I don't mind spending a little bit of money and having a good time, but I just feel like this is not worth a twenty dollars a drink. Well, you know me, I drink. So yeah. <laughs> for, in order for me to get drunk, shit, I'm gonna be out of two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So I, I feel you on that. Twenty dollars for a drink, but um, I just pulled up um. A, a picture of the video for those who are listening to the podcast and um I, I paused the video at the point where you can see fg with the green shirt um on the ground it looks yeah. like he's got the money from the dice game <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. and there's at least what 10 people in this picture here no doubt no doubt all homies yeah um what do you remember about that I remember dude, dude dude didn't give me my ten dollars it was gonna be a problem but uh now it was our homies uh 
it was funny like i say how how it how it how it uh how it happened you know like i said i fuck with the homies all you know the bombed and homies period hands down and uh i remember like i said i just pulled up and the homies was finna get cracked and they like elf come on homie you got a you, you fucking with us like, oh yeah come on let's roll and uh and uh, it just kicked off just that fast you know what i mean and um just for me pulling up and um and uh like i say me and kk like i say we, we me and kk is super tight you know um, but uh yeah it was, it was a good day that day i'm surprised that this is 1994 and not everybody is flamed up was that discussed before like deliberately don't come flamed up for this video because these is all pyrus right here you right? know what i stumbled across the video like i said i had just pulled up you know somebody hit my phone and said hey man where you at i said i'm coming down to crayons and uh remember them brick phones and shit back in the day <laughs> yep. yeah you know i'm coming down to crayons man and and uh they pull up you know and i pulled up and uh they so they had already had the, everything rocking and rolling you know and uh, I just literally jumped out the car, jumped in the video, and they started shooting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. So you got to see this. Um, did they air this on like what? What did we have it was back MTV. then? MTV. MTV. Yeah, that shit was on MTV oh. and uh, 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 VH1 and MTV back then. I know. We, did we used to have um, the video box thing where you call in and you tell them to play a video off of like on cable, mm, I don't and they'll play that all one. the rap videos. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I know, because these dudes was big back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? 94, second and none. They was huge. Like I said, they got a lot of songs with DJ Quick. You know what I mean? They was, they was doing their shit. No, I definitely remember them back, yeah. in, uh, back in the early 90s. All right, man. Um, I want to uh, ask you about this because you got a lot of experience um, on this question. But unfortunately, we heard that Lil Doc Thong from uh, the Six Pack East Coast Crip who helped do the truce between the Florences and... And the East Coast is back in 2019. He, they, I heard he got stabbed up in Victorville Prison. I heard that, but I don't, I can't confirm. Yeah. You know, I can't confirm and I did hear that. But to be honest with you in Victorville, I'm not surprised at anybody getting stabbed there. You know, like I said, I, I can't confirm that, you know, Doc got stabbed at, um, there. But it's not surprising at all if it did happen. You know, Victorville rocking and rolling, um, you know, and, and you, you a stabber. You you one day you gonna get stabbed. You know that's just how the shit go. You know so, um, like I say, um, it's it's rocking, bro. It's rocking. Yeah, we spoke about Victorville uh, on a previous episode about those essays that eventually took their deal <laughs> ten years after the fact, um, when they stomped to death one of their homies. Which um, thinking about that 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 conversation we had, I definitely believe they were just trying to DP the dude. And oh, no it, doubt, it no was doubt. DP that went a little too far. Yeah, yeah, no, I got more intel on that, you know what I mean? And I, like I said, I talked to some dudes that was actually there, you know, and uh, that's definitely how it went, you know. But what would you have to do? Like, I mean, we know that you're going to get beat in prison, there's fights in prison, you can die in prison, but it's not something that happens every day. It's just spontaneous. You just don't know it's going to go down. But for someone to decide for someone that's just going to get stabbed, is there like a protocol? Like, do people got to have the meeting? Do they got to prove it? I mean, this is a solid brother that's hitting the yard, if it's true. And um, somebody wants to get at him. How does that go down? Well, you know, I mean, you know, man is man, you know. So at the end of the day, it can go down in so many different variations because like this, you know, say if we on the yard and somebody I personally don't feel, you know, pull up. Say if somebody shot me on the street or shot at me on the street or shot one of my homies on the street and I'm feeling to the point to where I'm, I'm finna handle this. I'm not finna ask nobody the permission. I'm gonna go handle it. Permission probably gonna come when it's another race, when it's another gang of um, 
you know, that kind of, you know, uh, um, a whole nother race, you know, where you could start something so much where by you stabbing somebody, somebody else could get killed because of your actions, you know. But if somebody from a fucking um, Paru say pulled up, you know, that I was super beefing with to that point to where I know if I don't stab them, they going to stab me. Then that could be an isolated incident. You know what I mean? You know, because, OK, that's Paru business. You know, everybody not going to get into that. You know, um, I don't know the situation that happened in Victorville, but I mean, it could be over anything. Alan. You piss off the wrong dude. He decided to stab you, that's on him. And he'll he'll ride with it, he'll rock with it, he'll take the consequences of whatever gonna come, you know. So that's why it's just that easy, you know. So now all, all the conflict that gets to the level of a stabbing, it's usually in house, meaning blood on blood, pyru on pyru, crip on crip, Mexican, Mexican, white, white. It doesn't cross racial lines. Like how often will a crip stab a blood in a place like Victorville? It, that could happen any day just based on because as a man you know if he was disrespected right there he gonna handle his business right there you know now when the homies get the word back to why the homie got stabbed you know hey man he, he, he spit on the dude from you know the crip dude you know what i mean um motherfucker gonna be like hey you know he spit on me i'm gonna stab you too so you got to think about that part too you also got to think about when some something happened what would you would have did in that situation you know what i mean and and um and um so um, that's just just how it works, you know what I mean? I'm, I know when he was at Victorville one time, the uh, 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 South Side called the homie out his name, homie fired on him, you know what I mean? Usually you supposed to come to the homie like, I'm not going to get nobody, you know what I mean? He, he disrespected me right here, you know what I mean? Nothing ever happened, you know what I mean? It, they understood, you know? So at the end of the day, um, sometimes that's just how, now say if the dude that got fired on wanted to come back himself, and try to blast the homie. You know what I mean? Got an isolated situation there that's gonna escalate into some bigger shit. But if he did stab the homie, if he got caught doing it, okay, boom, now he in the hole. You know what I mean? Mexicans probably be like, listen, man, he ain't coming back to this yard. You know, or the police might not let him back to that yard anyway. So it'd be hard for the homie to get his man. It was an isolated incident, you know, depending on how people want to take it or what they want to do after that is something different. But black on black, you know, it could be a whole lot of paper. I mean, a whole lot of situations, but a lot of times dudes getting stabbed because they ain't right. That's that's the, probably the one of the biggest. Your paperwork ain't right. That's that's one of the biggest. OK, now, <clears throat> if Lil Doc Thong got stabbed, if it's true, you know, he's actually disabled. He um he got shot. He walks with a limp and he's partially paralyzed on I one side. That, yeah. None of that matters, huh? I mean, you see a guy that's defenseless, basically. He can't scrap, fight, squab like he used to. So do people take in consideration, this is a defenseless brother, but he's paid his dues and he's a down brother from his area, from his section, but he's disabled. Yeah, but you ain't paid your dues on that yard. You know, see that yard is a whole different beast. You don't give a fuck what you did before you got here. Everybody got bodies, you know, you're real gangsters, you know, but amongst them, you know, you ain't did nothing ain't nobody else did. Yeah, you got a name and you might have brokered some deals. You might have did some gangster shit, but so did, so did the homies. You know, they did the same shit. You know what I mean? Um, the, you don't get stabbed for nothing. 
You know, most of the time, Alex, you don't get stabbed for nothing. You know, so, you know, I don't have no dynamics on, you know, but something had to be done. He had to do something, had to disrespect somebody, had to, something had to go down to the point to, or somebody could have got on his, you know, because of his name, because he's, you know, uh, he, he got a legendary name, basically. You know what I mean? Somebody probably wanted to test that. You know what I mean? Well, what's so gangster about this fool? You know, which is unfortunate, you know, which would be, you know, you know, do the proven G, you know, but that, that's, the, that's the nature of the beast, though, you know. Definitely. Yeah. So when you get stabbed like that at a place like Victorville, is there an on-site hospital doctor or do they take you off of the, the premises? Depending on how bad the wound is, because you got to think every time you get stabbed, it's not a life, even a life-threatening injury based on some of the knives that you can't even get through the metal detector. Some of the, some of, some of them just pokers. Some of them are just was just to poke you with, you know, get you up off of them and shit like that. But you, you know, go to the go to the unit. You know what I mean? Okay, I can get away with not getting some stitches. Put some Vaseline on it, and and it, you know, to keep the blood from flowing, and and it is heal. If you get hit with a bone crusher, yeah, they're gonna shoot you to an outside hospital, and you know, and uh, try to get you right over there. Now, if you do get hit, and and you get treated and everything's fine, can you come back to that yard? to the same yard, even if you want to, or will the BOP say, we're sending you somewhere else? Sometimes sometime the BOP gonna get you up out of there. You know what I mean? They gonna, they gonna send you to another situation which you wanna go back. Like, hold on, let me hold on. You know what I mean? And nah, bro, we gonna get you up out of there. Because if you a down brother, you saying, no, send me right back to that yeah, yard, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, go back outside, man. Yeah. No, no, I'm good, it ain't nothing. But you, know? that, that, that you must get some hell of a respect if you get stabbed on a yard and you saying, send me right back to the same yard because I'm going to handle my business. Well, you got to understand that some dudes get get sent back to the yard because they don't tell who stabbed them. You know, they don't, you know what I mean? They, you know, and, 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 and if they telling the BOP, no, ain't nothing wrong. You know what I mean? I was playing something and I fell on the thing and the, a rock cut my arm. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, depending on what you tell them, they might hold you for a minute. But then when they get out there and do their little investigation, because that's what SIS do, and uh, and um, they gonna go, you know, check the temperature, see what's going on, and see what's happening, and you know, um, go get at the shot caller to see if the dude can come back to the yard. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers say let him back out there. They gonna let him back out there because the BOP is not transporting people like they used to. Dudes used to can go check in. I can't live on this yard. I've been threatened with my life. BOP is sending you to another institution it costs so much to do this the bop starts saying nah if he ain't coming in with busted eye busted head we ain't sending him nowhere he going back out on that yard you you feel what i mean yeah. so so dudes stop playing but you dudes used to do it just to get a transfer they don't do that no more you know what i mean but at the same time um depending on how bad the wound was you know how bad he got stabbed you know um all stabbings ain't ain't sometimes you know it's a cut you know 10 stitches and you right back the same day, you know, and, and that's how I be sometimes. So, so if you get stabbed for just a personal reason or disagreement, I'm assuming you could probably go back to the yard, but if you get stabbed because your paperwork was bad, then you probably can never come back. Well, that's the thing about it. Say if you did get put back on the yard, just based on for whatever reason, you didn't convince them that it's okay to go back out there you got to go handle your business. So you ain't going to be out there long anyway. In your mindset, I'm finna go handle my business. This dude done stabbed me, and that's what anything. This dude done stabbed me. This dude done locking, hit me with a lock in a sock behind my head, knocking me out. You know what I mean? No, I got to get back out there. I got to go handle my business. So you don't plan on being there anyway, cause you finna go stab the shit out of him back or whatever you can to him. So you know, being on that yard or staying on that yard ain't gonna even that don't matter. Getting your man is what matters. 
So what's it like when the SIS, and I'm assuming this is like the gang investigators of the prison. No doubt. They come on the yard to talk to the inmates. What's that dynamic like where you basically have the, um, I I guess the police, for lack of a better word, the SIS, trying to find out what's going on in the yard and trying to get that information from the inmates. It's the damn near like on the street, the police coming to talk to you. But sometimes it could be so real that, you know, you know, um, I never forget I had a... um, it was a homeboy from, uh, what was this dude from? Uh, I think he was from up north somewhere. And uh, he was a blood, we was at Victorville, you know. <clears throat> he did some sucker shit. And uh, and uh, and uh, I tell the little homies from Blackstone, I mean, y'all get on that nigga, you know what I mean? And so um, he ended up checking in, you know. So SIS, I'm in the barbershop. SIS come up to me and say, hey, uh, hey Thorne, I'm gonna say it. And they say, man, uh, <clears throat> just say his name was Thomas. Hey, uh, Thomas told us that you say he had to he had to check in. You know, we trying to see if he can come back to the yard. You know what I mean? I said, he told you. I said he had to check in. <laughs> they like, yeah. I said, well, shit, you already know the answer. You know what I mean? Because if he said I said that, you done went in there and told. You know what I mean? And what they did was they put a separate T on me and dude to where me and dude would never be in the same institution ever again. But if I was to bump into him, homie, now you got to get smashed, super smashed, because you went in there and told. So it's how more, do you know he really told though? He probably because how what, would you? What if the SIS <clears throat> has a, a assumption that you did something to him? He's denying it to SIS, but they know that you pressed the line on him, so they're gonna come at you and say, "Yeah, he can't." He told us that you said X, Y, Z. Because I got the physical um, separatees, and okay. when you get the separatees, it show you the statement that another MA made. You know what I mean? So if it wasn't a separatees involved, you know what I mean? I'd have told him, "Shit, do y'all do do what y'all want to do." You know what I mean? But 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 because I got the separatees that stated that he, he stated this, yeah. you know what I mean? They not going to just type up some shit he, he stated. And it's in my file forever. Every prison I go to, it, all my case managers see, okay, you got four separatees. You know what I mean? What was going on with that? You know, and uh, shit, I don't know. You know, but if you got most of the time is for checking motherfuckers in or you and getting into it with another inmate or like you say, if one inmate you know – Somebody stabbed somebody. They, them two will never be on the same yard again. You now, know? does the SIS ever try to pit people against each other? Because, you know, divide and conquer. Let me let me get in FG's head real quick and say a few things about this guy. And let me go to this guy and say a few things about FG. And kind of, you know, play they, they play in chess. Well, you got to realize, though, that a safe yard is safe for them, though. You know what I mean? You know, they not, you know, to, to start some shit, that ain't, that ain't something where, you know, they already outnumbered, they making their job harder. You know what I mean? In order to do, you know, do certain shit. But let me tell you what I did hate when they did, you know, they motherfucker come get you out to call you over to the lieutenant's office and shit, nine o'clock at night. I'm telling the homie, come to the lieutenant office with me or uh, whoever they do that to, we advise them to take somebody with them. Don't go up there talking to them people by yourself. Cause it's almost like you going to the police station and talking to the police, you know, some situations is more or less like though this, a food strike. We do a lay down on the food. You know, we don't go to child, you know, or we do a food strike or we do something that we trying to get for us and they get to calling a bunch of dudes out, you know, um, some dudes going to say, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Some of us going to say, nah, nah, this is what we need. We need the yard to be open an hour later. We need the, the library to be open an hour later. Some of us are going to be vocal about what we need in the prison for the for the inmates. So in that situation, that ain't no, I mean, you talking to them, but at the same time, you know, and you telling them this in front of everybody, the homies behind you and everything. Nah, homie, this is what we need. 
You know what I mean? It's bullshit. Food y'all feeding us and shit, man. Well, you know what I mean? You have to sometimes go against the administration to get what you need for for the inmates, you know. So in those type of situations and shit, uh, um, but it, it's, it's, it's been known like this as well. You know, um, I, when I go to the hole, the homies finna go get it there. So, I, hey, man, let the homie out. You know what I mean? Fuck y'all got him in there for. And they'll listen? Hell yeah. They be like, look, we got him under investigation. Look, man, on, on some instances, man, let the homie out. Like, damn near like it's going to be a problem. If I ain't did nothing wrong, because sometimes they'll lock your ass up just for nothing. Just to... Cause something happened on the con on the, on the compound, they just get to pull them motherfuckers and lock them up. Man, the homies gonna go. Hey, man, let the homie out. You know what I mean? You know, like on some serious shit, let the homie out. You know, he'll be out in a minute. All right. <laughs> you know, don't and the homies be like, don't well, don't fuck with nothing in the cell. Don't you know? You know, and, and, and they'll push a line like that. But but at the same time, uh, you really got dudes that are still telling that to motherfuckers too because these people be knowing too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, the, their job is like, intel I'm sure, the, what does the I stand for? Intelligence? Um, SIS stands for, I knew it like the back of my hand, man. It was, um, um, damn, investigative. It's either um, intelligence or investigation. Yeah. So basically their job is to just get as much information um as they possibly can oh no doubt and um you know let's see i was just trying to look up sis because um what do they call it in in uh in the prison um in, in the cdc in the california prison they call it the igi oh do they yeah they got something i like, don't remember what they called it back uh back in the it, state it's uh, yeah igi institutional gang investigators the igi yeah that's basically what uh sis is yeah, so that's an interesting uh, uh, dynamic between the the SIS who's there trying to investigate what's going on in the yard and the actual inmates trying to uh, impede their their progress and the information that they're trying to acquire. But um, let me see here. <clears throat> and so, um, but at the same time. Let me see. They have every time I see SIS here, they don't have it defined. <laughs> special investigative services. That's Say it again. It special investigative okay. services. That's what it is. Each prison has its own SIS lieutenant, but they be having two or three SIS lieutenants. I mean, it says here that each prison has its own SIS lieutenant who acts as a kind of FBI agent or detective within the prison. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I remember one time I was in the barbershop at Victorville and shit. I got some weed in my sock, right? So I'm getting my hair cut and shit. And them motherfuckers pull right up in the barbershop. They throwing, they, they lieutenant's office now. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, because if they take you to the hole, they going to strip search you and shit like that. So I motherfucking uh, walk out the barbershop. I'm like, oh, I left my cone real back up in there real fast and threw that shit in on the thing. The homie put his foot on it, the barber, you know what I mean? I mean, I escaped out of hear about chinny chin chin and that motherfucker. And, and you were trying to avoid getting sent to the hole for that? No, I don't know what the fuck they want. See, that's the thing about it. They'll call you for certain people for all kind of shit. You know what I mean? You know, um, I was definitely a factor at Victorville. You know, so when they get to calling certain dudes, you know, they'll they'll call a motherfucker. I'm gonna tell you the same thing every time I go. I don't I don't know. I don't have no idea. A lot of times they're not calling to ask you something. They calling to tell you something. You know what I mean? Because they already know what the fuck is going on. You know, I remember the motherfucking captain at Victorville called us in there one day. And he called about three cribs. He called me and, and uh, shit, he called the Indians. He called uh, a shot caller from 
from like damn near every little little thing, you know, representatives from every, you know, that motherfucker said that if we didn't, they said somebody was fucking up and if we didn't stop them, they was going to shut the yard down. You know, something like, no, they said with, 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 with the bloods and the cribs, they said your homeboys is running up debts on the gambling table. Y'all don't get them debts paid, we going to motherfucker shut the yard down. We walked out that motherfucker laughing. You know, shut this motherfucker down then. You know, man, the fuck I look like going to another man about what the fuck he got going. <laughs> and that's what kind of shit they'll do. You know what I mean? You know. Some people got a lot of shit going. They got their grandmama coming to visit who on dialysis, who never visited them before. She going to make this one trip. Um, people got shit going in their life. They, finish, they see their kids on the weekends. They do this or that. So dudes don't want the yard shut down. But at the same time, you know, bro, if we want to do something, we going to do it on our motherfucking call, not on y'all motherfucking call. You know what I mean? Now, have you ever experienced someone that was so mad at you in prison that they wanted to stab you or get a word that this this guy's he's mad at you, FG? He, he might make a move on you. Well, no, I made. I, I've been in a couple situations. You know what I mean, and 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 um, and I ain't no stranger to danger. You know what I mean. Motherfuckers know how I get down. You know what I mean. I could pull off my shirt right now. You know what I mean. And I, you know, I done been in some action. No motherfucking doubt. You know what I mean. And sometimes you could be the aggressor, and motherfuckers still, you know, come up with a situation. You know what I mean. I never been motherfucking, you know, butchered or nothing like that. You know what I mean. But at the same time, like I said, I've been on the front line of a lot of shit. You know, and shit happened. You get to back to the to the unit of the dorm. Damn, is that a little blood right there? I don't know, homie. Check me out. You know what I mean. And, you done got poked or something, you know, and 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 that's just how I go. That's how I know about the Vaseline, because I didn't know nothing about that shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck the homie, like, I got you, you know what I mean? What the fuck you going to do? Shit, motherfucker whip up some of this and whip up some of that, you know what I mean? The shit get cracking, and, 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 and you never get caught, you know, you never, you know, never get pulled up on, you know, shit went down like it went down. Somebody took some L, somebody... You know, and that's, that's how shit go, you know? Have you ever looked back at one of them situations and said... Yeah, I, I fucked up. I, I had that coming. No. No? You know, not me. No, you know what I mean? Because I ain't never been in a situation where somebody, like you said, let me re-go back to the original question. No, wasn't nobody mad at me. You know what I mean? My whole thing was always riding for the, for the homies, front line and for the homies. You know, being in the front when the homies who had the situation should have been in the motherfucker front. It took me a long time, Alex, to understand that how did a motherfucker make it all the way back to the unit to get you? You know what I mean? You know. Why it wasn't no, no, no blood spilled or no fights or no nothing when it happened? How did, and it took a homeboy to tell me that. How a motherfucker come get you to go back and do something? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I wasn't looking at it like that. You know what I mean? And it took me a couple years before I started to realize, you know, and uh, and uh, and to one of my homeboys from Bomb to Paru, he told me, say, man, FG, so let me holler. He said, check it out, homie. And I thought he was in being insulted i thought he was insulting me at first but he said check this out homie don't let a motherfucker manipulate your courage homie don't let these niggas manipulate your courage you know what i mean i'm like what you mean by that i'm on the offensive and shit but when i went and sit down and that's when he said how did a motherfucker get back to the unit to come get you how did you get in that situation when it happened two hours ago you know what I mean? Or an hour ago. You know what I mean? So it took me a while to learn that. He skedaddled. <laughs> he skedaddled up out of there, or right? Or turned some shit down. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Till like you went and got the homies. But when in fact, man, you both take all where you get mad at. You know? Yeah. So I don't know about, so like I said, so many various situations, man, that motherfucker can, uh, you know, 
be in a situation that they saying Doc was in. I, I don't know none of the details. I don't even know if it's true, but you know, like I said, that shit is is highly possible though. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to get an update on that in the next episode. And, and lastly, before we leave here, man, um, Eric Holder got sentenced to sixty years to life. Um, I guess if he came to Victorville to do his time, he's that's crip business. Um, what do you think would happen to Eric Holder at Victorville if he had to do his time in a place that's that active? Well, shit, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure he going to the state. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got places like that. You still got Pelican Bay. You still got New Folsom. You still got some of them places that, that that's rocking. You know what I mean? And, I mean, dudes is active. But in, in, in a similar situation, it all depends on what he hit the yard and say. You know? Nigga call me a rat. You know what I mean? I mean... And if and if he not one, shit. I mean, you know, what is you gonna say? Because people was only mad. Don't forget, we talked about this early. People only stay mad so long before they start to be like, oh, you know what, man, that ain't want business. Now, if he run into some dudes that Nip was taking care of, Ooh. you know what I mean, or some some shit like that, yeah. or something really is fucked up about his jacket, they gonna holler at him. No motherfucking doubt. But on the real, if it's on certain shit, you know, Nip, you not, you not, you not exempt from the street life if you in the streets, you know, and 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 and, and if you call dude something he wasn't, dude can justify that because a motherfucker called me a rat. Shit, I don't give a fuck who you is. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't give a fuck who you is. Now, I think it's some more underlying currents though in that whole situation. But I'm just saying that can easily go that way. Now. I could understand if he was taking care of some people, Nipsey, um, in prison. I don't think those people, it would even matter. Eric Holder's going to be. Uh, he going to get his ass yeah. handed to, no, nah, no doubt. You but, know what I mean? But how much do you think Nipsey Hussle's fandom, his, uh, you know, his, his celebrity will have an impact on Eric Holder being in prison? Will people be mad at him because he was a famous rapper? Is that enough for somebody on a level four? Mm -hmm to make a move on someone like Eric? I would believe like this. I would say it like this, you know. Um, I believe somebody will move based on the potential that Nipsey had for the 60s in itself, and after that, the Crips in itself as a car. This dude could have went on and made $100 million, homie, and Nip was the kind of dude that was going to put money back into the Crips' pockets. You know what I mean? Probably would have helped some homies, too. You know what I mean? No doubt. Musically. Yep. You know what I mean? And when you do something like that or you get that big, you know, and you start reaching out and, and, and dudes is making hit records, you know, one record make a, a dude a million dollars. So if, you know, you he he he, he on a song with Tup, you know, he let Tup get on a song with him, you know what I mean? And that one song Tup do go on and make Tup a couple million dollars because it's just that hot. He didn't help the power rules, basically. You, you feel me? So I think with with that being said like that, somebody going to say, bro, we had the potential for, you know, the crib car, homie, to be dynamic. You know what I mean? And it's almost like how sometime I be mad at Suge about his shit. Bro, you know, I motherfucker, the Pyrus could be up in so many uh, situations with, with what you had to offer. Not saying that you owe nobody none of your money, but you could have put certain people in positions, you know what I mean, to, to be better. And I always tell, you know, Shug's still around, so he's still around to listen to this shit. If he would have fucked with me in a certain in a certain way, he wouldn't have got let down in no way, no way. You know what I mean? Because that's how solid the motherfucker was, and I was already on my own shit. You know what I mean? So, same thing. And so when I look at Shug, like, damn, bro, 
You know what I mean? The parus could just be to one can help the next one. Each one, each each one help one. You know what I mean? And and that's how I think they gonna look at the situation with Nip. Like, bro, you fucked up something that could have been great with us. So you gotta, you know, we gonna holler at you. Well, it doesn't seem like there's any way that the CDC is just gonna um, put Eric Holder in the lines. Then that just me that like. You just basically gonna you you just sentence him to sixty years to life so he can get killed in prison as soon as he hits the yard. I I see that they're gonna be responsible for keeping him alive. True, but he not the first dude who motherfucking got got to prison and got his head knocked in. And you know he won't be the last. You know you not talking about a smaller hood per se, um, but a high profile case though. Um, you know like like Charles Manson. Nothing nothing ever happened to Charles Manson because they knew, you know, this dude is going, somebody going to kill this dude in prison because he's just crazy. No doubt, but they kept him locked up a lot too. You know what I mean? When you're doing that kind of time, man, he ain't going to be want to be locked up like that. Then you got these, man, now you got these sensitive need yards, man. They'll find somewhere to put him. It still got to be high security though. They're not going to risk the security just to make him comfortable. You know what I mean? You killed the man at the end of the day. Um, you know, so they ain't going, they ain't going to just babysit you it's too many people it's too many people in prison for them to babysit anybody this is how dudes is getting got you know what i mean it could be a new officer coming in they don't give a fuck who you is you you know you a nigga to him you know what i mean let you get up in there to hatch be with the big white boys and shit they don't give a fuck who you is you was man enough to meant to get to do the crime get your ass out there on that foyer yard you know what i mean so um it's gonna be interesting to see because he he'd be hitting the yard in a minute yeah, and lastly, um, I I felt like sixty years um it was a little too much. Um, it's a it's a singular murder. Um, this happens hundreds. It happens at least two or three hundred times a year, and most people don't get sentenced to sixty years to life for killing one person in the state of California. I felt like Nippy's Nip's celebrity, and um just the high profile nature of this made the judge give him a, a more extreme sentence. And I did the math on this. Dude ain't going to be eligible eligible for parole until 2070. We're going to be damn near 100 years old when this guy gets to see the light of day again. No doubt, but that's usually what happened when you get a life sentence, for one. For two, um, I believe that for the uh, high nature of this case, high profile nature of this case, he, he got all that time. But don't forget, he did shoot two other people. You know, whether it's by default or not, he did shoot to injure two other people. Um, so... I do believe that sometimes with these high-power high cases, with these cases, with this super publicity, they know everybody was looking at this case. They wanted to make an example and show because every case, like you say, is not on TV. Yeah. So they wanted to show these dudes, hey, listen, you come up in here with that, this is what you're going to get. Like Kind of like a deterrence type shit because he could say if he go back and appeal, appeal some of his sentence, you know what I mean? And they say, okay, well, we'll knock off 25 because the way it was set up, I think he got 25 for this, 25 for that, and something, something. For, he yeah. got 25 for the for the murder and 25 for the gun. Right. So That's 50 right off top. Right. And, and the judge decided to run those consecutively. Right. So if you double back and, you know, you get, you get something knocked off, 15 knocked off for the gun, you know, now you're down to, you know, 30 with an L. You know, when you got them L's, I just don't see them coming, coming up off of them, regardless if it's 25 or 60. All right, man. Well, let the people know where they can find you, man. I know you, um, you know, you haven't been as active as um, as you've been before, but I know you got some good shit coming. No, nah, no doubt, bro. Just tap in with FG Unleashed on YouTube. You know, come uh, follow me on Instagram, FGeneral1 on the gram, you know, 
and I'm gonna start dropping more content. February was a slow month for me, um, just because I was just tied into a whole lot of family stuff. But um, I'm, I'm gonna pick up the pace. Street TV on YouTube. Um, Alex Alonso 101. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a message and DM there. And also, if you're listening to us on Apple, just uh, leave us a rating and review, and leave some comments and questions. And uh, we'll do an episode and answer some of those questions. Uh, and, and we talked about the big tub and, and won't stop being the blood. That was actually inspired by uh, one of our listeners that uh, left us a message. So uh, thanks for tapping in for another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Yeah.